3: Special Wednesday episode of Baseball is Dead, and uh, that's sponsored by Knockaround Sunglasses. Quality, polarized, affordable shades, including new MLB and U.S. women's soccer team pairs. Check them out at knockaround.com. Uh, you know what, Jay, I, I feel like today might be the day Ooh, for what uh, I feel like today might be the day to revisit uh, oh. a, a take from the past. I feel like I feel like today, I don't know, it just feels like the day. I mean, I, we, we've we've had, I don't know, the thought of revisiting this take on the table for, I don't know, a few weeks now, yeah. and it just didn't feel right. The timing didn't feel right. There were other things that kind of took uh, the forefront of of what the discussions were gonna be on that particular show. But today, I woke up this morning and I was just like, today's the day. <laughs> today's the day. Uh, there there's you know there's been takes when you when you Dallas when you podcast for seven years, you know, you're gonna say some things over the course of those seven years where we kind of, get to wait around and see if they truly age well like I, there's always the old adage on Twitter, well that's not going to age well. Well, when you podcast for seven, eight seasons, then you can say that for sure definitively, we know that take that did not age well at all uh, <clears throat> I don't even know this this dates all the way back to the starting nine days. I want to say it was probably what 2018? Before-
2: yeah, real early, real early.
3: Yeah, um, the uh, Philadelphia Phillies made a free agent signing um, that some people thought was was a good signing. Just, just really thought that it was a good one. Uh, we're not gonna name names on who who thought it was good. Or, you know, we can get to all they that can, They
2: can figure it out. Yeah, yeah they-
3: <laughs> we are gonna have to like dissect all of that. Uh, but Jake Arietta signed with the Philadelphia Phillies uh, on a free agent contract. And then you Darvish in the same offseason. Well, he signed a free agent contract uh, that was with the, with the with the Cubs. Cubs signed with the Chicago Cubs. And there was a debate, a debate broke out on uh, our old podcast, not not baseball is dead, but the one way before that old podcast, uh about which one of these free agent signings, which player was gonna have the best career moving forward, who made the best, most responsible financial decision in regards to these two players, these two individuals. Both had, you know, great peaks, great peaks. But we're talking, you know, financial commitments moving forward. Um Jay, do you have any do you have any thoughts on on Darvish versus Arietta uh from from five years ago?
2: I mean, I'm just trying to put myself in my headspace back in 2018 and which answer I would have chosen. And I'm just so glad that it wasn't Jake Arrieta.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just really glad. It would be a tough look. it would be a tough look. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, we are going on two full seasons now that he has not even pitched in the major leagues. Yep. Um you know, which doesn't take away well, I guess from that you can incredible thing. But you Darvish, you
1: Darvish is he's active in the big leagues for sure. You, you trying to say that he's
3: not a serviceable pitcher in 2023?
1: No, I just said that he's active. We were talking about Jake Hurdle not playing and I said you Darvish is definitely playing.
3: I mean, you Darvish, he's got a 4.65 this year. Uh, which is not not great, but almost 200 innings last season a 3.10 ERA for the Padres. Uh, this season, ninety-one innings, a four-six-five ERA, with ninety-eight strikeouts. Um, Jake Arietta as a Philly, uh,
0: a four a four-three-six. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just wanted to revisit the discussion because I feel like it's been enough time. You know, it's it's been enough time. Uh, because you did say, you know, I put feel internet. like I
1: feel like there's probably ulterior motives here. What do you like, mean? Uh, what? Like what? Like well, what? I'm 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 thinking like no. if you find yourself at home late no. night by yourself Mm-mm. watching your team no. and, and things aren't going well, you start no. to end up. Closer to the fetal position than you do with your arms stretched out comfortably. You start to look for those safety blankets that can keep you warm at night. Well, well, you know what? (laughs) You know what? We may have just got shut out, but you know what? I think it's time. It's as good a time as any right now to go seven years back. (laughs) And I'd like to say something. If we remember, if we remember my assessment on Jake Urieta at the point was him coming off a record setting second half of the season was coming off world series championship. I mean, there was a lot. I mean, this, this guy was, yeah, he was coming off of that like two years prior. Yeah. No, well, he's coming off don't, of it. Jay Hay and continuing, yeah. continuing <laughs> don't to mess build. with the
2: timeline here. I don't want the listeners to think that somehow, Oh wait, wait when was Jake area really, really good? No, he won that yeah. Cy Young in 25th or I'm sorry. He did not win the Cy Young. He had that mm-hmm. miraculous second half, mm-hmm. uh, no wait, no he did. He did win the Cy Young. He yeah, won the yeah, Cy, Cy yeah, Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, I always doubt myself. And it on was that. in part because uh, of that
1: ridiculous second. That was out.
2: 2015.
1: Yeah, he signed yeah. with the Phillies in 2018. Right. Yeah. Well, we had that discussion somewhere around
3: 2017. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it would be very funny if we went back to that audio, and we were talking about Jake Arrieta versus you Darvish, and someone was just like Dallas. Jake Arrieta has a better chance of fucking hosting this podcast than he does at being better than you, Darvish, over the course of these contracts. There's just no way.
1: That would be funny.
3: It's it is when you look back on it. Uh, I feel like it's not even remember Heinzeis too. Like part of the
1: conversation, part of the conversation was, uh, and like like by all means, let's understand. I'm not defending it. Um, part of the conversation was, too, that Darvish was struggling mightily in the postseason. Like, th- th- there were, like, it was like, uh, is this guy... Or the Astros were cheating. Is this guy gonna, like, is he gonna ever get over the hump in, in terms of the postseason? And again, Arietta, Cy Young, fucking World Series. Like, so you're thinking, all right. And, and, and also, if you remember at the time, you know, that's when... That's when there was just so much talk and conversation about, wow, he keeps his body in incredible shape. He takes the baseball, blah, 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 like all, you know, all the work he was doing on the reformer and Pilates and this and that. So, and, and if you, because I, I, remember- I remember,
2: I remember a certain, I believe it was Sunday night baseball feature.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And, about Jake uh,
2: Arrieta's flexibility.
1: and. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man but yeah it it was uh you know and i and i did I like to a, to an extent i would say look you need this guy because he's going to be physically prepared nobody more physically prepared to take on the daunting uh <clears throat> the daunting responsibilities of a major league baseball season blah blah blahdy, blah 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 and it was you know about darvish for whatever reason not getting it done in the postseason and jake Urietta being a a model of physical preparation for the baseball season. Well, not so much. I know you can go
2: nowhere basically but up from a 177 ERA, but it is kind of crazy how Arietta's ERA from that point to the end of his career is just like it's just like straight up. Like every year it got higher to the point where you don't see 7.39 ERAs in 24 starts very often like no. you don't get 24 starts if you have a 7 something ERA very often that's a
1: special way to go out in its own right like i think that's if you wanted to have some fun jay you could probably look at just look at the 7 years or look at the years from that point in time and look at Kershaw's numbers as well because as we know Kershaw's ERA his career ERA has just continued to go down Every year that he pitches. (laughs) And to think that Arietta from that 177, every year it just
2: went up. All right. The numbers are in. That 7.39 ERA is tied for the fourth highest ERA in baseball history for anyone who got 24 or more starts. And the people ahead of him are a bunch of people that. A guy named Les Sweetland and Claude Willoughby. You
3: don't know Big Sweet?
2: From 19, both from 1930. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Both on the same goddamn team, it looks like. That, was, that must have been a rough season. Uh, <laughs> Take job. The 19... Yep, they went yeah, 52 they- and 102. So it was a rough season. The 1930 Philadelphia the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. Well
1: philly's he's for the draft. philly's
2: been tanking for a, much of their franchise history as it turns out um anyway yeah no good so i win you darvish thank you that's awesome that jared started the podcast this way yeah i think it's a really uplifting start
1: yeah had no had no, I, had no idea <laughs> no idea where this was coming from Stop Well, hey,
2: don't, don't sell yourself short, Jared. Wow, what's up? Play, I, I, weren't you on the side of Darvish as well?
3: Yeah, of course I was, but oh, I was, play just, the, all, I was play, just all on your yeah, yeah, no, I was just like, ah, oh, that, that guy's smarter than Dallas, so I'm going on this side of the fence. I was like, I have no fucking idea who's going to be better, but yeah, I was definitely team Darvish <laughs> on that one. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, there was, um, uh, he actually, he hit a home run last night, Jay Hay. Uh, I'm gonna because his career isn't over. I'm gonna give you this one. This argument is definitively over because Jake Arrieta has retired. Um, but there's a take that you had. I want to say maybe it was in 2019 or it was around that time. Okay. Uh, you said that uh, Glaber Torres would. Oh yeah, that have,
2: one's dead in the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that he was the guy. No, 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 <laughs> he, he was, no, 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 he's, no. No, no. I believe a, the take was. Hall-hamer. Yeah. No, I want yeah. I I believe the take I think the take he was, was statistically- is that he would end his career as the most valuable player on that current Yankees roster. I, um, no,
3: you said and it was more it wasn't necessarily
1: Which a game, which means more, more than
2: judge is what's the embarrassing part about it because I'm not sure anybody else really matters in that conversation anymore. But go was, sorry go ahead. Gary
1: Sanchez has feelings. Gary's well, I been already, great.
2: We covered Gary yesterday and I gave him, or two days ago, I gave him plenty of credit. New Yachty. What's up? I'll
3: give you the out and that it wasn't a take. It was more of a statistical analysis where like, I don't even know what the stats were, but it was like Glaber Torres by his age 23 season has done X, Y, and Z and all the other players who have accomplished this ended up being in the hall of fame. So we'll see if Glaber Torres ends up being in the hall of fame.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it is dead wrong, though. Um, I appreciate you giving me an out, but like he—he's just not anywhere near the caliber of player Aaron Judge is. And like, regardless of caveats, like Judge was on the team at that time and had produced his rookie season, mm-hmm. so it's not like he was some completely unknown guy. Um, I just like—I still go back and look at Glaber's page, and it's like, like what exactly happened here? Because you really don't often see. Players age 21 and 22 in their first and second seasons in the middle of the infield, or whatever you think his ultimate defensive position should be, putting up the sort of power numbers that he did and home run totals, and then go on to never even approach those numbers again. Like he's just never been anywhere near the same caliber of player. And like, you know, maybe it was a balls thing because he's not the only guy who saw like inflated home run totals in and around that that time who have not been able to replicate them since um and like i'm not suggesting anything nefarious specific to torres but like Mm. you know small smaller guy like not a guy who was projected to hit 38 home runs in the major leagues which he did his second season um but yeah hugely disappointing
3: speaking of being hugely disappointing uh the Yankees record without Aaron Judge is brought to you by DirecTV, home to the most <laughs> local MLB games. Shout out to DirecTV. Uh the Yankees without Aaron Judge have fallen to 20 and 27 this year. <laughs> Damn. As presented by DirecTV, the Yankees are 20 and 27 without Aaron Judge in the lineup. Um that's not good at all. That's not good at all. That's what. Uh, that is a 425 winning percentage. So that is a 69 win pace. Yeah. So nice. have they
1: decided, like, are they going to splint the toe? Are they going to wait it out a couple years? Like, what are we? 69
3: and 93 is the pace that this team is on without Aaron Judge. Woo. How's he, I saw him like taking batting practice and he was running around like doing like a defensive drills and everything. How do you I don't know how I don't even know that you would know the answer to this Dallas. If if you're out there taking batting practice and. I like shagging flies and whatever else in the outfield, how, like
0: it's, shouldn't, it's shouldn't all it about a corner? balance.
1: It's all about a balance. Can you handle the pain? When you're making the movements. And can you handle the recovery after? And are you in a position the next day to go through whatever level of pain you go through to move? Mm. That is the simple question, and it's a simple answer. It's either yes or it's no, right? (laughs) And, And if it ever gets to a maybe, well, then I'm sure you're probably erring on the side of, well, let's make sure that you're okay a year from now, as opposed to getting average at best production right now that's not going to help us or lead us to where we need to be, and we run the risk of having a lesser than version of you sooner than we would have liked because we compromised the the comeback on the toe. It so is if you can handle crazy. the swings, if, if, if you can handle the swings and you can handle the recovery, I think that's your first initial concern because you can what? You can DH him right? But yeah. if you want him to go out there and play center field, gold glove caliber center field, well, now you have to look at this completely differently.
3: I uh, <laughs> not, not to give him any credit or anything, but my new favorite thing every night is watching Hubbs's videos where he breaks down Aaron Boone's post-game press conferences and is able to tell you what he's going to say before he says it, and then he just says it <laughs> every night, every night. It's just, uh, you know, we got to be better. We got to be better. Um, you know, like I think, I think he even said something about uh, we control our own destiny. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. Uh, I think that's kind of just been like a staple of Aaron Boone press conferences over the years is he's going to have his guys back. Uh, if there's a poor decision made in game, He's just going to tell you, you know, you can make the decision better when when you're the Yankee manager. So <laughs> it is, it's quite the scene. Yankee fans, Yankee fans are melting down. I, we even got requests, and I'm, I'm, I've already denied the access. We've gotten requests to open up the phone lines for Yankee fans. Oh, what Dallas? they're in last place. You're going to tell me. That a team with a three billion dollar payroll that's in last place that's that doesn't qualify for the phone
1: lines. It's, I am gonna
2: I'm gonna tell you that if Dallas not it's,
1: <laughs> it's it's ama- it's amazing that this this is the same franchise fan base that when that one guy is healthy, they love everybody. Yeah, they love everybody. Mm-hmm. That ball's high. It is far. And- it's a and blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Does he, though?
2: We, <laughs> I just think, going back to the phone line thing, I think we do need to differentiate between it's, it's understandable to be very disappointed and complain versus phone line worthy. Oh,
0: I I thought that was for
2: like destitute franchises.
3: No, that's that's for like the sky is falling. Please help us. And you can't tell me that that's not the situation in New York, like with with the payroll and the direction of that franchise. I mean, they are. You know what? Here's here's my next take.
1: It's not time yet. It's not time yet, Jared. That's the thing is they could be on the cusp. We could be on the precipice of but right now, they're going to have to feel every bit of the pain that they I think agree. they're going yeah, I to feel.
3: I, I already said I denied access to the phone lines, but you can't tell me that they don't have a a, a good case to submit. They if, do.
2: I, if they don't do anything at the deadline, I, I think I would be more receptive to this idea.
3: They're gonna. You know what would be very funny is if they traded for Joey Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> can't like, see here's, that a, right. here's a guy who's been swinging a hot stick yeah get them in here yeah I
1: mean what, what what do Yankees fans expect right now? They think that they're going be they think they're going to be squarely in the middle of the Otani sweepstakes, and that's going to make everything better
3: well they they're not what do you mean? They're not in the, the Otani sweepstakes
1: Well, uh, so so what's the thought though? well like well like where, where are you at you you want something to happen what do you need you need something of if if we're talking phone lines. Is there a move that the Yankees can make right now that would solve all of that? Uh,
4: Juan Soto, I I guess, hitting coach. (laughs) The new hitting coach.
0: The new foot doctor and a hitting coach.
3: (laughs) Yeah, they they've got they've got to do something. I I had this tweet, I had this tweet sitting in my drafts. I didn't fire it off yet though, but I'll read it to you. I'll give you a. I'll give you a sneak peek at this tweet that's sitting in my drafts. You know what? I might, I might send it out right now. At what point do we start talking about Aaron Judge the same way that we talk about Mike Trout, a superstar player who willingly trapped himself within an incompetent franchise that is incapable of winning anything? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at what point we he that conversation? To, he leads the lead. He leads
4: the team in RBIs still. He's missed 49% of the season, and he leads the team in RBIs.
3: I got to fire that tweet off because if we put this episode out. Someone's going to fucking copy-pasta that tweet, and then they're going to think that I copied him when really it was my brilliance. That tweet is going to do big numbies. People are going to be really upset about <laughs> it. <laughs> I told you. I told you guys the Yankees weren't contenders.
0: They are or are not? Are not.
3: Their um, wheat sauce. Did anyone? Did anyone before the season pick the Yankees to win the division?
0: No. It's a good question. I doubt it. No. Who did you pick, Dallas? Uh, I believe I picked. I believe I picked the Blue Jays. I don't think you did.
3: By the way, when you laughed at me the last episode, because I had. Uh the, the Blue Jays is my division winner. I had the ALE standings since Aaron Judge went down. And uh the Blue Jays were tied for first. Mm. They're playing you they're playing sneaky really good count, ball. Right? Sneaky nope, sneaky good ball. The Orioles 21 and 14, the Blue Jays 21 and 14, the Red Sox 21 and 16, the Rays 19 and 18, and then the Yankees 15 and 20. That was uh going into yesterday's Slate. So, just saying, don't count out them Jays. Don't count out them Blue Jays. Jay, hey, I feel like you're you're counting out the Blue Jays.
2: No, I mean, I I was I had them as my original pick. I'm not counting them out. I just you know they're in third.
3: They're in third. Who do you think's the they're better there. team? The Red Sox. Do you think the Red Sox are a better team than the Blue Jays?
2: No, I think the Blue Jays are better.
3: That's incorrect. Jake, do you think the Red oh, Sox is better than the Blue Jays?
2: Yeah, I got to go with the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know. Sometimes like like Jay Hay will say some of the smartest shit I've ever heard in terms of baseball. And then other times you're just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And that was one of those times. That was one of those times. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, Joseph.
2: Wait, Joseph. but you. Eh, whatever. <laughs> what? What? What do you have to say? You have the Blue Jays. But you think the Red Sox are better? Well,
3: I, no one ever gives me the chance to to come off my ALEs pick. I'm always the one uh, I just did last episode. No ever, yeah, you Joey say? offers you it like
2: every episode.
3: What would you say, Joe? I said, do you have the balls
4: to fucking change your pick to the Rays? Now, I didn't give you the Red Sox option, but let's mm-hmm. be honest. I don't think you're jumping onto the Red Sox. Do you want that opportunity right now? Congratulations! You have it. I'm offering you
1: Red Sox for free. You can switch <laughs> for your pick. <laughs> yeah, it's a great it's a great time to buy low.
3: Yeah. It's not buying low. I'll, yeah, I'll, you know what? It's a great I time to buy low. I won't take the Red Sox to win the division, but I'll take the Red Sox to finish with a better record than Toronto.
4: I want to know. I want to know, Mister Heim, Jared Karab- Jared Heim, Bloom Karabas, the GM for the Red Sox right now. Uh, you are him. Are we buying? Him. Are you buying? Are the Red Sox buying at the deadline?
1: They're interested.
3: They're doing... Hey, fuck Do, you, Dallas. They're doing both.
1: <laughs> they're interested.
3: <laughs> they're doing both. So your strategy is to sell and buy. That's what they did last deadline.
4: Sell high, buy low? Uh, buy low what? Where? With what? So you want to buy. Obviously, if you're buying, you want to buy low because you're the GM. And you're a smart guy. You're the GM. Uh-huh. So don't tell me the Red Sox this is what we did last year. I don't care what the, You're the Red Sox. You're in charge. Oh, it's
3: a different year. It's a different year for the Red Sox because last year we had a lot of uh, veteran tradable assets. This year is not really like. That. What do you mean? You guys got you could trade Kenley. Yeah, but he's not. He's not a rental. I'm talking. You rentals. could trade Justin Turner. He's not a rental either. Like Duvall's a rental. I mean, you. Can, I'm not saying you can't trade those guys, but I'm talking like up at the end of the year rentals.
4: Isn't Justin Turner up at the end of the year?
3: um i thought he signed for more than one year
4: he got to play he's got player options
3: yeah he signed no but if you fucking deal.
4: if you think the red sox are so good then you should easily say that they're gonna they should buy because they're gonna win the division so why not buy
3: i didn't say that they're saying the they division? don't even need to buy I, my first legal bet in the state of massachusetts was red sox to make the playoffs I, <laughs> I stand by that so you buy all you want, laugh all you want, laugh all you want. The Atlanta Braves. first <laughs> just team want to answer the 13 runs and fucking lose this year. That's that's a fact. You want to talk facts? Well,
4: yeah, well, the Braves are embarrassing right now. I can't hide from that.
3: <laughs>
4: I mean, they've fallen off <laughs> I, so I far. I can't hide I mean, from that. <laughs> everyone had them number one in the power rankings and they yeah. freaking They, they lose, lost. they lose a series and they can they lose again.
3: Are you, are you afraid of them? Of them snakes?
4: <laughs> uh, no, I'm not afraid of the snakes. You're
3: Good not little ball afraid. club
4: over there. I'm not afraid of snakes. No.
3: So you just pat them on top of the head and say, "Cute little ball club you got here."
4: Yeah, the rattler <laughs> doesn't
0: scare
3: me. You can, yeah, save it. That buddy. game was nuts. Christian Walker, two nut. bombs. Austin Riley, two bombs. What was the RC final
1: score? Sixteen thirteen.
3: Something like that. Yeah. Sir. 16-13, to 13, the Atlanta 16, Braves.
4: 16-13, not a single pitcher could get a single out the entire game. The
3: Atlanta Braves became the first team to score 13 runs and lose.
0: Hmm. It's tough. Yeah, so just another another crazy record for this crazy team that keeps
4: doing unprecedented things at an historic pace.
3: Yeah. Um... Dallas. Would
0: you like to would you like to talk about the game last night?
1: It was a decent game.
0: hmm
1: It was a decent game. Yeah. Especially coming off of a game where you only got one hit the night before.
3: You did, yeah. You struck out what, eighteen times?
1: Just eighteen. <laughs> Quick um, eighteen. Just eighteen. But that's, that's, what, that's what baseball does is it provides you the opportunity to rebound, and that's exactly what happened, right? Alex Cora was going to throw a, a, a whole pot of lefties at you, and they responded. Shout out Ryan Nota. I got to tell you this story. Before the game, taking ground balls, Ryan Nota wore one right off the fucking face. Mm. I'm talking full-blown, hard-hit ground ball, kind of one of those between where it was the fungo that got hit and a hard ground ball off the bat. So he like had to move ball, hit him right in the jaw. And he just like took a step or two back, kind of looked around, spit out a huge mouthful of blood. It was like, all right, just keep this going. (laughs) Kept taking his ground balls and it came in. And I was like, fuck dude. Like he he wore one. He like essentially got punched in the face. Um, kept it going. Mm-hmm. And then hung in there left on left, hit a homer, Blade hit a homer. Uh I mean it wasn't a, every a time, raucously, over overly loud victory, Jared. No, 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 it was, you no, know, no, no, no. every time. Three nothing shut up
3: J <laughs> on on the broadcast. JJ like, Blade, Yeah, like I'll fucking uh I, like it sounds wrong in my head. Like I'm always I'm like I, I'm waiting for them to be like JJ Blade baby <laughs> <laughs> Like you guys aren't saying it right. That's not
1: no that's not his name. The name. it's fucking JJ Bla Day Baby <laughs> and he was hitting missiles. Yeah, he he pumped one out left center. Yeah. Um yeah, it was just a, it was a it was a much needed victory, obviously after eight Losses in a row, those are never fun, those kind of streaks. We've had a few of those this year. Neither, none of them have been enjoyable. Um, but it was nice to see Luis Medina start to slice and dice the yeah, way he's he capable that was, a, that
3: was the first time that he looked like a competent pitcher all year.
1: Uh, well, he actually set a career high in strikeouts last time against the Red Sox. So um, that's, what, that's like not an accurate statement. Not nine. Um, so it was just another step. Another step in the right direction for Medina is yeah, what Yeah, Jake,
3: was. do we still take the series today probably? No nope. oh,
1: easily. Yeah. No fucking chance. No, I think that yeah, no that's probably how chance.
3: that's going to. go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to my parlay hitting and I have an SGP going for the Braves game. Get with that winning uh, feeling from the Gridiron to the Diamond with uh, and beyond with DraftKings Sportsbook. With money lines, props, parlays, and more. You can bet your favorite sports Take shots at huge wins. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on anything only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code Jared. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877 eight Hope and why or text hope and why in Kansas call one 800 522 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Opt-in and 10 plus leg requirement for hundred percent boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Hot start. Hot start. Uh, Last night, we saw the first hit, which also happened to be the first home run in the career of Christian Encarnacion Strand. That fucking walk-off? No, not a walk-off. Reds lost. That was another game where I think they scored 10 runs and they lost 11 to 10, which... That makes more sense than what happened with the Atlanta Braves, like the the Cincinnati Reds. That's kind of how they're built, right? Like we have to score ten runs, and if we don't, we I don't know that we have much of a chance. And and they've been stumbling out of the gate <laughs> here in the second half. They have not, uh, like tonight. I mean, or last night they scored, they scored ten runs. I think Vada went deep, um, but. Yeah, like that's a team where they need to score 6 7 runs to win. Their pitching just hasn't held up. I mean, pitching was fine enough in Milwaukee, but then the bats the, the the bats didn't do shit literally uh in that series against Milwaukee over the weekend. But I don't know. I feel like that where would you rank the Cincinnati Reds in terms of most intriguing teams to pay attention to at the trade deadline? Cuz I feel like they like they have it like they, there's something there to be able to contend in the postseason this year, but they've got to push the right buttons at the deadline. Is there a team that's more intriguing come deadline day than the, than the Reds?
1: Well, intriguing because you're wondering which direction they're going to go as far as acquiring help
3: intriguing in terms of like, this team has to be active. I wonder what they're going to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with the question marks surrounding the starting rotation. no, Yeah, like what kind of help is out there available? And I mean, we've kicked the you know we've kicked the Giolitos and the Ceases and blah blah. We've kicked those names around, but what, like, what are the Reds realistically willing to go and do? I think is the is the question, because it's not like we've seen the Reds be that active in times like these. And then I guess you could say, well, when's the last time they've been in a spot like this?
2: I think it applies to all three of those like small mid market teams that look like legitimate contenders that we maybe didn't expect in Baltimore, um, Cincinnati, and arizona like i'm I'm very curious about i think Jared's I think if the Cincinnati's the most interesting, that's fine. Like I think all three of them are interesting to the same degree. I'm very intrigued to see whether any of those teams put some chips into the middle for this season. And, you know, I'm not talking about going and acquire Paul Goldschmidt from the Cardinals or something. That's not my expectation. But like somebody of impact, I'm interested to see whether any of those teams put put some chips in because they're all kind of at that point in the standings where you feel like an extra two to three wins could make a huge amount of difference in their fortunes. Uh, and so adding a player seems like it's, it's a good leverage point. I don't know. We'll see. But, but
1: we've also, this is where we go back to the conversation on what these teams are willing to do, what they're willing to spend, what they're willing to give up um, for a little bit here over the next two months or so, when these are teams that, as far as those big contracts and those big lucrative deals, they're just not, they're not playing in that pool. And it doesn't feel like these are teams that would that would not have an issue with staying where they're at,
2: all things considered. But that that's why it's intriguing to me. Because I think the easy path or the expected path for these teams, despite or, or maybe because of the fact they're contending, is to stand pat. And I just I, I am curious to see whether any of them step out of that comfort zone and say we we want we want to increase our championship odds this season at the expense of some future future cost or future right. asset control or whatever. It just doesn't Maybe, it just does probably like will it, not, but that's why it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't feel like any of those teams cuz right now you're asking the Reds, do we want to make a move to win the division? We're what? 3 games out, 2, 3 games out of the division. And you're in that same spot as far as the wild card goes. So you'd like to think that that conversation would be an easier sell for that group like, "Hey, we could be in the division." We could also be talking about the wild card here. Like, is there an opportunity for us to get better and not feel like it's going to impact us over the long haul? Should we not hit? Like, can we? Can we make a viable move right now? Maybe that same conversation is being had with the uh, w- with the Diamondbacks because where are the Diamondbacks sit, they're sitting in the fucking second wild card spot right now, right?
4: Yeah right now and they're both they're all looking for the same thing starting pitchers and if you're looking at the freaking red Sox, not the red Sox, orioles and the reds it seems like they have just an endless stream of prospects coming up every week so that tells you they probably have a ton of guys who they could trade and not think it's really going to impact them long term so they're in really good positions to make that like big move but do they have the balls
1: (laughs) Yeah, well and, and for know. Cincinnati, well, I mean they got what? <laughs> Who who's ahead of them? Um the Marlins are ahead of them, and then they've got to worry. That's it. Yeah, Philly's. they well and then they've got to worry about the um Philly's D backs. Well, no, I was saying teams outside of because it's only Miami ahead of them in terms of two teams that are all the way out of the wild card picture, right? Because Philly's the third team, correct? Yes,
3: correct correct.
1: Okay, so then yes. Milwaukee is the other team that they gotta worry about. They're trying to clear they're trying to catch and clear Miami to be right on the outside of that wild card spot, jockeying with the Phillies or the Diamondbacks. But then the divisional aspect of it is you're chasing Milwaukee, who's already got or not already got, but they two game lead, whatever in the division.
3: Hmm. What's the easier path if you're the Reds? <clears throat> <clears throat> They've lost six would- fucking straight games. And I would
1: still think that the path is the division because you're going to play games against these teams. Um, was it like, do, do they finish with the, um, do they finish with the Brewers? Uh, Why do I think that? No. Because the path through the division, you just gives you the whole to quote Aaron Boone puts you in a position where you control your own destiny, so yeah. to speak, you know? Yeah. And yeah. The only that's last how place you're thinking team about to
3: it. ever control their own destiny. They close current, out with the Cardinals.
1: Close out the fan,
2: Cardinals? Currently, Fangraphs gives them a much better chance of winning the division than the wild card. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I guess, that yeah, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, I mean, the, the division, and honestly, when you think about how close things are, they are three out of the wild card. Three out, two and a half, three out of the division. But only one of those scenarios has you competing against one other team. The wild card has you competing against multiple.
3: Well, they play the Brewers again next week. They got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Milwaukee. And will that be
1: their and and is that their last meeting? Um, I believe it is. Because if that's their last meeting, it is. Yeah, July what twenty four, twenty fifth, twenty six. Yeah. Yep. And then from there. That's it. They don't play again. So if you're going to handle business right now. So you could honestly say that this is one of the biggest series coming up for the Cincinnati Reds against the Milwaukee Brewers. If you were going to close the gap directly between you and them, you got three games to do so. And we're talking about two and a half, three games worth of separation right now. So you have to win those create a clean slate, and then it's just about playing better baseball than them to the end of the season. And that's where you can start to look at scheduling and who's got it easier, who's got a lighter schedule. Talking about the division again, this is a division that's just willing to fucking roll over and get tickled for anybody.
3: Well, so you know what I was thinking the other day was I don't even notice the pitch clock anymore. Um, I noticed it last it's, night. It's not even why.
1: It was we had a violation.
3: Oh, I didn't even say I didn't even notice the violation. Um, I don't notice the pitch clock anymore. We noticed the bigger bags because, you know, you got Ronnie going for 4080 this year. But the schedule, I feel like we to notice that like this is probably the time of the year where we're going to notice it. When you've got a division race in the NL Central. And we're talking about on July 24th, the it's two the top time. teams in that division. This is the last time that they're going to play against each other. Do you, at this point, like the the new schedule where it's, it's more balanced? And you know, you're going to get to have your superstars travel all over. And you know, we've got we've got Mookie Betts coming to Fenway this this year, and you know, Shohei Otani's in all these different ballparks, or Would you like to have scrolled down on that schedule and see, like, oh, fuck, like the last three games of the year, we've got Reds, Brewers, and that's probably going to be for all the marbles?
1: I, I I am always here to make sure that more eyeballs on the game, the better. And if that means bringing people into contact with players they were never going to see outside of a highlight, then I'm here for that. And this is the understanding of the give and take that scheduling. Requires. You have to know that something like this, as far as competitive excitement, very well may take a hit, so to speak, but it's in the interest of making sure that the folks on the West Coast get all of the Aaron Judge they possibly can, and that the folks on the East Coast in the middle of the country get all of the sho- <clears throat> Shohei Otani they can. So I get that. I appreciate that. I'm here for that. Uh, the scheduling aspect, though, it's it, it's not as a big of a loss for me. Like I, I'm not terribly disappointed that the Brewers and the Reds aren't going to be playing the final three games of the season against each other. I'll
2: wait to see how I feel about that particular part because I do think we, we risk potentially missing some cool divisional battles at the end of the season. Uh, that maybe we had taken for granted. I'm not open arms about that kind of stuff, though, because I understand the the positives that you laid out. What I'm what I'm more interested to see longer, medium, or longer term is whether they're setting they being Major League Baseball are setting us up uh, to dissolve divisions, basically, because uh-huh. if you don't, and maybe leagues too at some point, but like if you don't have if there's no weight to the schedule, then what really is the point of the divisions? They're just kind of artificial sure. constraints yep. at that point. And to me, you even then, you add in a secondary level that could be a little unfair, which is that, like, yes, you're not playing people in your division more often. So, like, if you're in a really hard division, maybe that that helps some of these teams. But, like, you're also still competing against those teams to win the division and like if you are playing them the same number of times as everybody else like why should you subject yourself to the luck of like well i play in a division that has an 83 game uh, winner winning it or i play in a division where every year it's fucking 102 wins to win the division and i just happen to be here like it's i i feel like that's where we're ultimately well, headed with this with this schedule and this is the first shift to get us there
1: Condensing the schedule, or excuse me, shifting the schedule also starts to, starts to take away from teams' ability, or multiple teams' abilities, teams in the central, if you will, to just kind of coast through a season without having to make a large financial commitment one way or the other to winning, kind of like we're talking about with these three intriguing teams. Are these teams that have ever set a precedent before? to try to make these moves in a spot like this? Or are these teams that are more likely to just kind of be happy to be here and try their luck with what they have? And I think that's something that divisional play brings to the table that condensing could potentially remove, but that's all part of you know the competitive balance that you're trying to maintain.
3: We'll see, <clears throat> um, Dallas. You only have ten minutes left because uh, you mentioned in private how you didn't want to miss the free breakfast. What is that today?
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, yeah, you said I'm you going go to I'm still a little full. I pounded a fucking bushel of tangerines on the way home <laughs> yeah. from the ballgame last night. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, vitamins. I am vitamin C out of my tits right now. It's mm-hmm. it's something to behold. Yeah, like that's good. I don't even need to wear socks because I essentially have like tangerine rind starting to form mm-hmm. around my feet already. That's how. Yeah, that's how quick that took place. That's cool. Yeah, what do you that's got? That's cool, man. Yeah, that's and cool. I got a fucking discount. I'm getting a discount on tangies as well. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. You never knew that ten cents you got, a tangy, would go that's you got a tangy man. You got a tangerine, man. The Tangy Man can. The Tangy Man can. He makes the world go around. Fuck them socks and fuck them starving ass kids. The Tangy Man can.
3: Why do you hate the Red Sox so much? I thought we were allies.
1: I told you the Red Sox are my favorite team once the A's are done playing regular season baseball.
3: You just said fuck them, though, two seconds ago.
1: Well, that's just part of the song, dude. I didn't write the song. I'm just fucking singing the song.
3: (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, got it uh, did you see what uh, Spencer Torgelson said
1: whoa what's old Tor got
3: so uh, it looked like Jordan Lyles had some uh, sticky stuff on his wrist on the inside of his wrist and the picture oh. was kind of going a little viral on Twitter and then after the game he got asked about it Spencer Torgelson said <clears throat> he's 1-11 you can have it take it <laughs>
2: Oh, <laughs> oh shit. yo, that's ice cold from a dude whose <laughs> whose ops is like 400 too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> damn. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. That's awesome. Good for him. Is, All right, I'll take this and torque. Why don't you grab a second bat and let's see who fucking <laughs> ends up winning this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, torque! Yeah. I love it. I love it though. Yeah. I love it. You know, see that. That's uh, where. See, like in baseball, you can talk that kind of shit because ultimately what you don't want to have happen is you start to get into that. Well, look at your fucking numbers. Like, cause that's like, all right, well, am I just not allowed to say anything now? Now I can't, uh, you know, I can't have a fucking, I can't have a line. I can't have a comeback. I can't have a whatever. That's, it's tough. That's what you try to avoid is just instantly going for the throat because that's what that is. Like, oh Yeah. Cool, I can use all the sticky stuff. What's your career earnings like, huh? How how about that? (laughs) It's like, oh, all right, all right, you got me.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dallas, before you go, um, we're not going to say too much right now, but Joseph, Joseph has unearthed some wildly incriminating audio in regards to your hatred for Bob Guerin. And it's basically a stone cold fact. It's indisputable. It's indisputable <laughs> audio evidence with a visual aid that definitively proves that you hate Bob Guerin.
1: I don't believe that. <laughs> uh,
3: Dallas, Dallas. I I saw it. <laughs> I saw the video.
1: If, jo- yeah. if joey has edited this video already nope. then there's a, there's a-
3: <laughs> nope dallas let, let me just say this jo- right now i joey let
1: me ask you a question <laughs> is <clears throat> a family ever something that you thought about having in the future
4: <laughs> i don't see that why that's relevant
3: yeah <laughs> See how much he's, that? he's afraid of Bob Guerin. Like, what did this guy is do? This is a, that an intimidation factor?
1: No, I was just asking. Just threat? asking. Just yeah. asking. You know, I don't want the mm-hmm. quality of your videos to start to downgrade because you're thinking about a family. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't. That's something I'd hate to see happen for you. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't hate- sound like me. <laughs> doesn't sound so. like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hate for you to. I'd hate for you to fall asleep while smoking a cigarette in your house. You know, that would be. <laughs> That would be god awful. <laughs> Only for some punk a hundred years later to just completely desecrate everything that you've brought to this world. That would be that would be god awful, Joey. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Is there game footage? Is is there game footage involved in this video?
3: Um, I wouldn't say game footage, but there's there's footage. There is willingly participated in footage. There's nothing nefarious <laughs> about it, uh, but it is—it's a find, it's a find, and um, yeah. boy, is it damning for the for this case, <laughs> this case against you, and why you hate Bob Garin so much.
1: I don't—I don't think so. I, I think I think I we'll know so.
3: Again. I know so.
4: so. <laughs> I warned him. I warned him. I said, "Hey, Dallas, you can come clean right here. I won't tell anyone. Just come clean. Tell me. I have this video. I know why you hate Bob Garin." Just cup clean he said no no it's not real (laughs) i like bob garen i said yeah you
1: sure about that i mean i'm i'm intrigued
3: uh, intrigued. oh man i was i was intrigued as well when i saw it when i saw it i was like wow i uh i don't remember that but i was probably just spaced out um because when i saw the video it wasn't the first time apparently that i was that i had heard the audio but i just I guess I didn't remember it. Uh kind of like uh, you don't the, apparently remember your hatred for Bob Garen In
1: in the world of AI, there's there's oh. no telling. No telling what young Joseph is cooked deep up. Deep fakes. Mhm. Mhm. Yep.
3: Is that was that a question that was him. asked in your in your interview, Dallas? Like did did uh, did Joseph ask you about your hatred for Bob Garen? Oh. Uh,
1: I believe it may have been briefly touched upon.
3: Mhm. And you yeah. chose to lie to him?
1: Well, I I chose to tell the truth, just like I like I always have. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Now you have yeah. and uh the the truth will will see the light. Uh I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing the full edit. Uh maybe like that's one of those things where like, you know, how they they they'll do like a hit piece on someone, they'll interview you for like 45 minutes, but then they'll just use like 2 minutes mm-hmm. of what they really wanted to talk to you about. Joey went all the way to fucking Oakland. <laughs> To talk to Dallas yeah. for an hour, just to, just for two minutes to ask him about Bob Guerin, because his next video is really just an expose on the beef between Bob Guerin and Dallas Braden. That's what the video is about. Like Dallas was dumb enough to think that, like, that this was like a Dallas Braden. This is your life, and it's like, no, no, no. This is a hit piece, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I already got. I already got my flight to L.A. next week. Hit his side of the story. He's willing yeah. to participate. Yeah. That's oh, not That's wait a fucking Bob Guarantee.
1: <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait to hear it.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, all right, Dallas. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us here today. And uh enjoy the ass whipping that you're about to get in a couple hours.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, it's not gonna happen. I hope you are fucking
3: you're not even gonna play the I want to fucking hear the <laughs> video
4: of Dallas's fucking story about why he doesn't like Bob Garrett. We're oh, you want, to, you want me to you want me to play it, right no? <laughs> oh I, I don't mean... give a shit. I mean, it's not gonna be in the video. Oh, if we're okay. waiting All for right. that. Let's
3: play it then before, before it's Dallas way leaves. too. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to go that yeah, far. You want- yeah. know. We'll get right, demonetized because okay. it's is Dallas Braden on why I hates Bob Gainer.
1: Like Throwback Day, uh, we're wearing our '70s jerseys. I think, and <laughs> I have my afro picked out. I'm actually in the uh, clubhouses or the <clears throat> clubby's office, and I'm heading out. Billy Bean walks into the office, and he's like, "Oh, D, the fro picked out. Love it." <laughs> And so I'm like, yeah, good shit. And I roll down. I'm on the bullpen bag. So I've, I've got to get down there early. So I've packed the snack bag, take the bullpen bag down. And like I've got my hair picked out, my hat just fucking, you know, in my back pocket. Hair is banging, people loving it. And I get a phone call. I, and just listen to how this sounds I get a phone call <laughs> down in the bullpen on the bullpen phone before the national anthem from our manager. Bob Guerin at the time, mm. and the phone rings. <laughs> the Volpe coach just looks at me, like hands me the phone. He's like, "Hey, it's for you." And like,
0: that's a, that's a bad sign. <laughs> no, this
1: isn't for me. This isn't good. Uh, this is not good at all. And he goes, "Hey, uh, did you put that fucking hat on your head if you want to see the mound today? <laughs> <laughs> Sound good?" And I was like, "Sounds great." Sounds great. But I was so pissed because I was like, "Damn, the GM just being liked it. Billy yeah. loved it. We just saw Billy earlier. Yeah." Hey Bob, could you go talk to Billy real right? quick? Like, let's go. Come I mean, on, I'll man. put the hat on, but you just check I, with I, Billy. I like I felt like the like the little kid who's like, you know, arguing with his parents like, "But but dad said it was fine." Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. 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 not happy about
3: it. Coco, it was like- wow. So Bob Guerin told you you couldn't wear an afro wig and that's why you hate him.
1: Not an afro wig, it was my actual fucking wig. It was my hair. <laughs> I'm sorry? What don't you understand about that I grew an afro
3: Oh okay
0: Uh, Yeah so So it's my
1: actual Hair it's not a wig It's not like I was being a fucking clown (laughs) I looked like a clown (laughs) But I was not (laughs) It was my real fucking hair Like what do you mean take it off I can't fucking take (laughs) it off it's
2: mine Wait, Jared, you listened to that audio and thought <laughs> yeah. that they were talking about a
1: wig? Well, didn't they you say see, it was like 70s retro? Do people see what retro? I'm dealing with? Yeah, no, no, 70s no. uni retro, so I picked out my okay. hair. Okay,
3: all right, so what did they have in the fucking 70s? They had afros. That, that was like That was the 70s. They had perms and afros. That's very yeah, confusing. So, I'm definitely not the only because, person. Jake, hey, did you think it was a wig?
2: I thought it could have been a wig. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, Jake did
2: the,
1: not, stop. Stop. <laughs> it's the 70s. Jake, if you have, Jake, if you Jake, have a, come strange... on. No, Some no, no, level no, no. of integrity here. No, 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 no. It's not no. even
2: about the Red Sox. No, 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 it's no, no, not no, Jared.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. If,
2: if, if you're going
3: to buy a 70s Halloween costume, guess what that's coming with? An Afro wig. It is. Uh, not necessarily. Yes, not it is. Not
1: necessarily. I'll Google no. it right
3: now. Yep. 70s. <laughs> Halloween <laughs> costume. Oh.
0: Let's
1: see what
3: it comes oh, with. Oh, look! Comes with. Oh, a wig. look! The first one—a huge fucking afro wig. Look at that. They wig all have included. afro wigs.
1: Yeah, it was it was yep. my wig, as in my own natural okay, DNA. But you can understand Me.
3: when you say '70s retro day.'
1: why Joe, i would assume the that, photo, in, in so he's got af- context. No, I'm
3: correct. I'm correct. You, fuck you guys. <laughs> I don't know. That's like that's like two out of the last three episodes. you Guys, are trying to make me feel stupid when I'm right. Like I'm I'm no, right. You, I just Googled no, it.
1: Nope. No. Yeah. No, well <laughs> yes. oh, Fuck. It's on the internet. It must be true.
3: Yeah. 70s 70s Halloween costume has an afro wig.
1: You're wrong. The take home message here is, bitch, don't kill my vibe. That's the, the take home message, message here is that you
3: hate Bob mm-hmm. Garn. And it's no, in and your it's, word,
1: and that's only one well, little. Can you glimpse. blame
3: him? He, he, that was
4: kind of discriminatory. He won't let him wear his natural hair. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Kind of fucking, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yep, yep. And and Joe, I mean, if if Joey would have done a real good deep dive, if he would have, you know, if if he had any sort of journalistic integrity, there's other evidence out there as to why I might harbor some feelings. Mm. But I, I mean, you know, that's probably no, I, I, that's I don't big league like, journo type stuff. Integrity. I don't know that that's mm. uh that's Joe's wheelhouse.
3: We're going we're gonna to dig on that. We're going to get yeah, more. I'm cool. on the hunt, brother. <laughs> He's yeah. going to get it. He's going to get it. All right, Dallas. We'll I'll see. find it. All right. Good luck. I got to go. All right. Yeah, good. See ya. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. ya. Jake. Good luck, little buddy. I'll be seeing you on the side of the road slinging them fucking tangies, homie. Two bushels. Two bushels. Good luck. No good luck, fucking luck buddy. necessary.
3: Mm-hmm. Fun. yeah that's where we're at. <clears> that if, you wanna, if you want to if you want to come see Red Sox ace today plenty of good seats still available at the Coliseum buying t- t- tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all the sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have head on out to the Coliseum today let me uh, let's see I got the game time app right now let's see Let's see what seats are going for today. Let's
0: see.
3: I want to sit in the Diamond Club. the Diamond Club. Yeah, you can get there's yeah. tickets as low as eight dollars. Plenty of seats. 11 dollars, the best deal. Like let's see. let's get some... You can sit right behind home plate for 23 dollars on the game time app right now. And this is like right before the game. Wow. Head on down, use the GameTime app. Forget planning for months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Use the promo code Jared for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. Um, you guys are idiots for thinking that that wasn't a wig. First of all, the number one piece here, Dallas is bald. Why would he have an, a natural afro? I, uh,
2: his hair is curly, and he Out used bottom, to have hair. He, Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden. You're thinking, has the but same, think about his playing days.
3: I'm thinking about his playing days. Dallas Braden has the same fucking hairstyle as Hulk Hogan. It's just fucking on the side of his head, and it comes down. There's nothing. There's nothing happening right here. He's got the right. Hulk Hogan special. He's got a hat. <laughs> yeah, if you're wearing. Yeah, a hat, but I've seen him without a matter. hat
4: on. That's what I'm saying. If you're pitching in a game, you have a hat Dallas on. Alas, Braden so has you the fucking horseshoe,
0: horseshoe. I'm not suggesting that it was a perfect
2: head. sphere of a fro. I'm yeah. saying that <laughs> it was. uh, He had more hair then than he has now, for sure. Yeah. We're talking like fifteen. What? What was it? How many years ago are we talking now? Fifteen years ago. Uh,
3: yeah. Twenty Let's do it. thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen years we, call it.
2: Yeah. All right. Well It's not you know, that it was ever a good situation. Hairlines change, you know. What's that?
3: I said it's not that his hair was never a good situation.
2: Though. No, no, obviously no. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um no, it's vile, it's terrible. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't more there wasn't more of it previously.
3: It, yeah. What are those dogs called? Like they're something doodles, golden doodles. It looks like it looks like he, his hair looks like a fucking a golden doodle got their back shaved off and then super glued in the shape of Hulk Hogan's hairstyle. That's what Dallas Braden's hair looks like.
4: <laughs> That's probably why Bob Guerin had a problem with it. <laughs> like, I, I can't let you do this. I can't let you do this to yourself.
3: Uh, yeah, the more I the more I think about it out loud, the more I'm kind of on Bob Garin's side in all this.
2: Yeah, plus Dallas was probably just some fucking smartass all the time. You yeah. know what I mean, I, yeah, I haven't really thought about that whose side I should be taking in all of yeah. this. Maybe it should be Bob Garin's. It is. It is Bob Garin's. Unequivocally, it's Bob Garin's. I'll have. To, I've never met him. We'll see how he treats me.
3: I mean, he's probably I mean, you know, he listens to the show because imagine imagine one of the biggest like you managed in Major League Baseball 15 years ago. And there's just one baseball podcast that slanders you all the time.
2: (laughs) Well, there is. Well, it's mostly one man slandering and a couple of others really trying to push. Bob Guerin as a brand, I think
3: he is. a He is a brand.
2: I mean, starting with Joey pushing the whole concept of him taking over in St. Louis at the beginning of the year and then the whole whole Bob guarantee, you know, kind of viral sensation that people love. That's ongoing, obviously, but that's just kind of its own thing now. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just it's it's like two thirds good, one third slander.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's not an I guarantee I Bob guarantee you that there is not another baseball podcast in the world that gave a manager of the year vote to Bob Guerin coming into 2020.
2: <laughs> I would go further and say that there is not. Yeah, there is not also another baseball podcast that has mentioned Bob Guerin one time this year, other than us. This is 100% of his mentions. And for that, I mean, that's how you know he's a listener, because somebody <laughs> right. has put it in front of him and been like, Bob, this is your podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now yeah. he's in.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like the Walt Disney of baseball is dead. He fucking runs the damn show.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta tip your cat. The guy knows how to stay in the headlines. Give him that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he really does. <laughs> he's got staying power. He absolutely has staying power and it's hard to come across that um in today's world. The Braves brought back Travis Darno
0: again. Joe 8 mil. Yeah, 8 mil. I'll top with that. That's a good deal.
4: I feel like he could probably get more than that in the free market. I saw I mean, I think I'm starting to think the Braves are cheating.
3: <sighs> they just have brainwash technology. And that-
4: You know, something, dude. They got some backdoor deals like, hey, I think now they're going to let people buy stock of the team. Maybe they're, you know, giving out some freaking stock options. Um, You got a good investment portfolio.
3: Great broadcast call last night. Oh, yeah. I I don't want to bring it. Now that Dallas isn't here, we can talk about it. Did you see that they ranked the fucking A's broadcast 29th on the awful announcing thing?
2: I didn't even see that they ranked broadcasts. Oh, yeah.
3: Every year. Every year they rank broadcasts. And uh, I think the Mets did really well. Um, The Padres, I think, were third. The White Sox did really well. The Red Sox were like middle of the pack. It's almost like because it's it's voted upon by the fans. In Dallas's defense, uh, I think it's voted on by the fans. And when fans are angry at their own team, they're going to be like, fuck our broadcast. It was almost like a reflection of the, how good the teams were.
2: Well, yeah, that's also weird. It was a
4: weird... No say, because <laughs> that's probably definitely it. Their freaking other announcer said the N-word Lido on air. That probably... Yeah.
2: Hurt their That's what I was going to get at
4: in getting good rating.
2: You get a one year ding, and then also the response for that.
4: A lot of a lot of the fans were probably pissed they even fired him. So were they like, yeah, fuck that? Like, <coughs> we're gonna rank them. Well, up. yeah,
3: I, I I'm sure that they're sorry. Yes. Dal, yes. I mean, the, those are all factors, but I'm just saying some of the other broadcasts at the bottom were bad teams, and then some of the broadcasts at the top were good teams.
2: Well, so if I'm re- now I'm just I'm doing this quickly, uh-huh. but. It says that I'm reading the article now, and it's the comments, the not like the fan comments, but the actual blurb of the article for the A's says the A's broadcast team generally ranked pretty high, but this season has been a disaster. And then they go on to detail lots of things. Wow, Why would happen? Well, yeah. <laughs> none, none of which, in you know, are related to our friend Dallas Braden. But their previous grades were six, seven, eleven, eleven, and nine, according to what they're listing here. So. I think, you know, I'm not looking to give Dallas a pass, of course, but I do think we can chalk this one up to 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 what you said, basically fan resentment Yeah, in the 2023 season specifically.
3: Yeah. I mean, yes, it's
2: layered. And that other guy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's definitely layered as it pertains to uh, why fans would have a negative connotation to yeah. the A's broadcast. Uh, I think. I mean, first and foremost, it starts with all the Bob Guerin supporters out there that are trying to be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, I feel like th- this is the year that they kind of saw the light in terms of the the Dallas uh, Bob Guerin beef. Um, but yeah, 29th, that is a strong statement. <laughs> Sank them all I, the way to the bottom.
2: i, I got I, I've seen the giant. It's got to be is... the Tigers, right? They're always bad. Tigers, the
3: Nats? So
4: bad.
2: T- Tigers are usually really... No, the Nats are 28th. Let's see. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers there is, you a, go.
4: is a snooze fest, dude. Just, yeah, they, the guy in the there booth. Never, I don't really. I don't even know who it is. But it's just like a oh, fly ball.
2: I, I wonder. <laughs> so Oops. obviously Kruko and Kuiper in San Francisco. That that the San Francisco overall package ranked number one and D- Dave Fleming is there and it's other guys other than Kuyper and Kruko. but i wonder to what extent like there's a generation of people who love the giants broadcast because of mvp baseball
4: oh yeah 100% and yes. and they have uh, miller john miller from uh baseball or whatever about sunday night baseball and those are just like nostalgic yep. ass voices when you hear that you're like yep. damn this brings me back dude
2: yeah i think miller only does radio now but to your point like when i That that voice gives me chills and makes me think of my childhood. And then listening to Kruko and Kuiper makes me think of when I played MVP baseball. And like they're good on their own right, but like that, those two together, I'm like, wow, man, this is a time and a place. And like this makes me feel really good about the broadcast. I'm sure that's only X percentage of people listening, but like certainly it's certainly relevant for people our age or our general age group. I know it spans like 13 years, but like I think it's relevant i think it plays a factor
3: those are some of the the happiest moments of my life like i remember it must have been the summer of 2009 i want to say summer of 2009 a bunch of my friends we rented a house um up in new hampshire and it was, like, right on, like, this, like, river, lake-type deal. And, like, everyone, like, they set up, like, tables outside. Like, we're playing pink fucking beer pong outside in the yard. The entire week, I just sat in the basement and played MVP baseball by myself. I was Like, that is my idea of a vacation. You guys can go outside, have your little fucking darties, bro. Fucking darty time. I literally sat in the basement with the shades down for for a week straight playing MVP baseball by myself. Sometimes occasionally someone would come back in be like, Oh yeah, I'll play against you. And I'm like, eh, fine, whatever. <laughs> but for the rest of the time, I was just like in like franchise mode. The, the, I was the Padres. It's like, we just built this team. Uh, I remember <clears throat> when my, I had like, I had a custom player on my team, Jack Ruby. And he was just a fucking monster. Jack Ruby was, uh, I think he, I think he like broke, Roger Maris's home run record and man, those are those are good times. MVP baseball is where it's at.
2: Did did your home phone get lots of calls from Roger Maris Jr. when Jack Ruby <laughs> yeah. when Jack Ruby did that?
3: Yeah. 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 I mean, it was uh it was quite the summer. It's quite the vacation. It's the last time that I felt alive was probably uh around that time. <laughs> um, yeah, there was yeah, good times. You ever play? I feel like, Joe, that's like before your time. You play MVP 05? No, I grew up on that, bro. GameCube.
4: Well, probably the game fun, Cube? one of the first video game experiences I had
0: was that game. Yeah. as a little kid. They had MVP Hitting 05 diggers. for GameCube? Yep. Look it up.
2: Look John it down. up. Yeah. John Hit down. bombs. Hey, Jake. You, I played you, so much. So, yeah, hours, hours, literally oh, hours, days, maybe weeks. Yeah. Worth of time. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, if if you didn't play MVP 05 in like a franchise mode to the point where your team and the rest of the league were computer generated names, like every yeah. active major leaguer in the game had, had retired, you're just not doing it right. That's the
2: only way so, to do it. Freshman year of college, me and my three uh, three people, well, two people I lived with and one guy who lived close, was we did a franchise with the Rockies, and everybody took like a certain number of batters in the nine man lineup, and then we rotated innings pitched. So you know you you're going to take the second, sixth, or whatever, and it got to the point where well, you needed to have at least three of the people together to play one of the franchise games, and uh one of the guys was kind of mentally fragile and had to be banned from pitching the ninth inning because he kept, he kept melting down with everybody watching him and blowing games for us. So he was relegated. It was like a real bullpen. It was like, all right, dude, you're just going to, we're going to stack this so that you just pitch the seventh inning and then you can go, you can go sit in your room or whatever, like do whatever. Uh, it was great though. Those are great memories.
3: Yeah, You you don't have what it takes to be the closer dude. I
2: mean, that really was what it was. And he was like, yeah, you know what? You're right.
3: <laughs> You're right. He wasn't it wasn't like he wasn't fighting office. it. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> he was like, you know what? It's good to have me in a lower leverage role.
3: <laughs> like, I know my strengths.
2: Yeah. And, you guys are uh, better. Like, let's put you guys in the spots to succeed.
3: Were you just like playing on expert? What do you mean? Like the difficulty?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, it was like MVP was the highest setting, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, yes. We were playing on that, and we would always start on that. And so every time we would get, like, we, we didn't play the same four of us all together, but like, as the, I think I played for two or three years, like, each, like, the next edition or whatever, or the next season, you'd start on MVP, and it would always be harder, right? And you'd be like, fuck, like, I gotta, and so there'd be that adjustment period. Yeah, that's where, that's where champions are born, man. It that's, is. How many, a lot of MVP time in college.
3: How many? How many chips did uh, the Rockies win?
2: I mean, we played a full 162 game season plus the postseason in our freshman year. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we ran back that franchise for a sec. Because think I mean, honestly, think about what we're talking about here. Like, if you're going to require three people to be together to play 162 games. <laughs> There are only like the school year is only what 200 and something days. Yeah. Um Yeah, so it was it was a lot of play. Um but we won the chip, of course. Um, we won the chip. <laughs> yeah. And then played, I mean we played we played for the rest of college like many other franchises and many, many more hours of playing, but that was the first one and obviously very memorable. I think that was that was 04. It was MVP 04 and 05 were the two years, right?
3: 05 i mean like i think 03 was what randy johnson
2: yeah uh, so it was the was one Giambi. it was like pool holes wasn't pool Holes 4 manny
3: was 05
2: yeah so i think 04 was the first year or 03 whatever it doesn't matter 03 04 05 was probably the years that we played god those just revolutionized the game
3: yeah let me see the oh did you ever play mvp ncaa
2: yeah, that was great for yeah. at the time. Uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't develop the same connection to the game because I didn't care about the players, right? Like right. part of the fun, part of the fun of MVP or any sports game is playing with the stars of the game. Like the concept of MVP or NCAA rather was very cool, and like you could do the metal bats and stuff like that. Um, and it just had a different feel. Sort of like NCAA football had a different feel to Madden, but. I don't know. Like it it was fine. It just wasn't the same.
3: Yeah, I agree. Pujols was 04. Yeah, there you go.
2: Great soundtracks too. Oh,
3: always. That's what, that's one of the first thing that people mention when they talk about MVP. It's like,
2: (laughs) one, two, three, four. I still have like, there's probably, I'm so bad with music, but I still have songs that like come up on my phone when I'm running that are from like originally from the MVP soundtrack as, as in far as my awareness originally from the MVP soundtrack. Like that's, That's durable. (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. (laughs) Dude, these are all so fire. Yeah. And just because I listened to them a billion times. This was one of the best. That that one would play all the time at the beginning.
3: Really? This this was on there. Oh yeah. This is a great song. Yeah. What song is this? Oh uh, yeah. I hate this song, but it is the opening. Yeah, it's. I used to love this shit
4: I didn't even like the Red Sox but this one got me oh
3: yeah this was in there too (laughs) these are all in the soundtrack I don't remember this What song am I thinking of when it's like? I don't, I I don't recognize
2: these from the soundtracks.
3: One, two, three, four. Yeah, I remember this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, this is the one I'm thinking of.
2: Yeah. That this song, I was like, "Yeah, I'm playing MVP again." I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it."
3: Yeah. What a fucking great soundtrack!
0: <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Wow. Why can't I think that? There's one song that I I can't find. I'll find it. That brought back so many good good feelings in my brains. Jake, did you play MVP? Yeah, I played on GameCube. <clears throat> I didn't even know that that was a thing. There you go. You're not a gamer, brother. Fake gamer. No, I just, I just oh, I never didn't even play.
3: play. I didn't play uh on GameCube. I didn't even own a GameCube. GameSphere. What do you had on GameSphere, bud? Let's, let's go. <laughs> you never played it. No, <laughs> oh, I, I was a PlayStation guy for a long time. Then I finally got uh I finally got uh an Xbox. But I would still say I'm a PlayStation guy, even though I, I've had Xbox 360 and Xbox fucking <laughs> what's the other one? Xbox One. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm a PlayStation guy through and through. I'm also a knockaround guy through and through because summer's in full swing and you need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knockaround sunglasses is the go-to for quality polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released their first nine teams, the official MLB collection, including the Red Sox and Yankees, as well as official U.S. women's soccer team sunglasses. So you can add a little something extra to your game day outfit in time for this summer's big matches. Don't be the person that's squinting into the sun or worried about getting sand on their overpriced sunglasses. Check out knockaround.com for great-looking polarized shades starting at just 28 Uh, Joseph, your new uh, YouTube video is out. It's about Trevor Bauer.
0: Mm-hmm. Exciting they stuff, love him in Japan. Man. They do. They
4: love him in Japan. They don't like him as much in America. A lot of people still do love him. They got his back. It's a controversial subject. You know, comments are wild. People go crazy. Uh, It is what it is. Honestly, I'd rather make videos about other things personally because you get a lot of fucking shit talking about Trev. But -hmm. I think it's very interesting. The dynamic of going to a different country and then totally being accepted when, you know, they have kind of the same information we have here. But, it kind of like, because you know, you read the articles, it's like Trevor in America, at least like Trevor Bauer, you know, gets sent down, Trevor Bauer gets blown up, Trevor Bauer freaks out on his teammates, but it's, and then it's like a bunch of shit talking people in the comments. But in Japan, like all these instances, uh, people got his back. Fans love this shit. Like
0: he's really uh, adored there.
3: That is interesting. Like I, I follow Rachel Luba on Instagram and I saw that uh they're at the All-Star game and he made the All Star team. And this is the the last update that we got was man, he was so bad that he got sent down to the minors and yada yada. But wasn't it that he there was like a weather incident and that he asked to go down to the minors so he didn't have to miss his start and that's why he was down there? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Apparently he was gonna he's gonna have like eleven days of rest. So he wanted to go down to the minors. So that saying he got sent down because of a bad performance is misleading. Now, I will say, if he didn't get shelled the start before, would he still have gone down in that 11 days? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, I guess it's, it's a little misleading to say he got sent down for being shit when he kind of sent himself down.
3: Mm. What is... Uh, he did have
4: a terrible ERA after like three starts and then went to the minors.
3: Yeah uh what what has the response been so far is it still mostly like fuck this guy
4: <laughs> in the youtube comments itself it's oh char bauer is completely innocent got blackballed by mlb because because he uh used sticky stuff and fought the league so they're uh banning him because of that and, and it's like a big conspiracy that's youtube hmm. comments yeah i don't know what the whole public like, it's tough to get like a real vibe. Like, if you pulled everyone's opinion on Trevor Bauer, I don't know what his approval, disapproval rate would be. I would say it's probably the lowest in the league, but I'd still say it's probably closer to 50 50. You know, like he still has ride or die people uh, following
3: him. Yeah. That is interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like in terms of uh, the places that people congregate to talk about topics, like, it's definitely between it, it's places that I don't normally go. Like, I'm more of a Reddit Twitter guy, but I feel like Facebook and YouTube are probably the worst places for <laughs> any type of discourse. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you posted my Trevor Bauer video on,
4: on Reddit, I don't know if someone has. I mean, I'll probably everyone's gonna be like, this is like fucking defending him the whole time and that I'm uh, fucking Trevor Bauer. I'm sucking his dick. Because I'm saying like he did good. But if I post it on YouTube, I'll get comments like you're going to get sued for slander because you're just fucking shitting on Trevor (laughs) Bauer the whole time. Like, you know, yeah, Twitter and Reddit hate Trevor Bauer a lot more than like a YouTube comment would for whatever, however that Mm -hmm. I don't know why.
3: Yeah, I did also notice that uh, you're you're now forward facing in your ad reads on YouTube. Oh, yeah, was something that was unheard of. A couple years ago
4: <laughs> well certain brands they want you to show your face and you gotta show your face
3: well now you're just you're a global superstar you're a podcast and youtuber at the same time
4: podcast youtuber tiktoker on instagram mm-hmm. yeah find me you can't avoid me brother <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I feel like you just have. This. I'm at the Coliseum. This, Come on, stopped.
4: I'm in the I'm in the Sarm vlog. Come mm-hmm. on, brother. I was with Philly Captain like a month ago. I Was in his vlog. I know you guys checking up on the Philly Captain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, global superstar. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: you made it in the the Sarm video.
4: Yeah, they were at the Coliseum the day I was like randomly. It was like, oh shit, what's up? Hung out. Uh, cool guys. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, so you, so you made it in there after me, is what you're saying.
0: Were oh, you in it too?
3: Not that video in particular. I was in the Max Clark video. Get us, brother. We're famous. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Jake, any final thoughts? Jake's takes? No, I'm just excited for uh, Brian Bear to shove it up Dallas's ass. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> That's gonna be great. I think he kinda like forgot to consider that when he when he said that the A's were gonna win today, that they were going up against Brian Bayo. So it's pretty much an automatic win. Um Jay, any any uh final thoughts?
2: Yeah, just a few quick nugs. Uh Austin we talked about Austin Riley. Uh he's the first third baseman in Braves history to have seven plus RBI in a game. Uh plenty of other people have done it, but no one who was playing third base at the time. Uh, Francisco Alvarez, uh, two home runs last night. He's now got seven home runs and an OPS approaching 1,400 over his last 11 games and an 837 OPS overall on the season in 238 plate appearances. So I think kind of a lot of great rookies playing this season. Uh, and uh, so I think he's flown under the radar a little bit, but could still be a difference maker offensively. Uh, I tweeted this, but I do it, it just blows my mind. So I want to say it on the podcast too. We've been talking. We've been waiting for the Padres to do whatever the Padres were supposed to do. So I, we know we talked about Blake Snell on the last podcast about how great he's been. Joe Musgrove has also been like red hot. Basically, Snell has been the only pitcher better uh, in baseball um, in a lot of ways over the last two months. Musgrove had a six seven five ERA in his first five starts. A one seven six over his last ten. If you look at What those two have done from May 25th to the present, they have given the Padres 119 and a third innings of 1.21 ERA baseball, along with 152 strikeouts and 119 innings. And the Padres are the exact same number of games under 500 as they were on May 24th. So despite getting that high-end production that we were talking about, it's made absolutely no difference. And they're further back in both the wild card and the division than they were at the time Uh, on May 24th as well. So probably just too fucking late for them, uh, as I think we've noticed or noted. Uh, Shout out to the Nats bullpen. 14 earned runs in two and two-thirds innings yesterday uh, against the Cubs. That is really hard. Uh, In fact, Paulo Espino became the first pitcher in Nats history to allow eight earned runs (laughs) while facing 10 or fewer batters. Uh, in the game. So congratulations to him. Uh, probably not the recognition he thought he was going to get entering the game, but, you know, we don't get to pick what makes us legends sometimes, you know? So <laughs> good deal there. And then uh, finally, one, two things to look at uh, for today, pitch type stuff uh, that I'm interested in. Uh, Carlos Rodan uh, is on the bump for his third start since coming back from the injured list. Uh, the whiff rate on his four-seamer is about half of what it was from twenty one to twenty two, uh, that's obviously a huge pitch for him. It was twenty eight percent across those two seasons. It's sixteen percent right now. Uh, interested to see the velocities there, but interested to see what's going on th- with that. And then Justin Verlander also pitching um, his curveball. Uh, he's allowed sixteen hits in two hundred and twenty four pitches this season. He allowed sixteen hits in four hundred and ninety one curveballs thrown last season. So has not been the same effectiveness. This year we'll see how it goes today. That's all for me.
3: Um my uh my Aaron Judge Mike Trout comparison tweet has 205 replies in an hour. People people love it. <laughs> people love the take. This is a great take. So, we're up to 75 quote tweets. I think a lot of people a lot of people if there's one thing about People on Twitter, it's that they always get the joke. Some of the, some, yeah, some of the smartest people are uh, Twitter reply guys. Those are some of the most intelligent people on the internet. So it's just, uh, you know, when I threw that tweet out there, I knew for a fact I was like, this is going to land, even with like the lowest of IQ people, um, and and it has, it's still landing. It's like a, it's like a plane on a 15-mile runway. it is. It landed, and it is still landing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Excited for that. Uh, so, yeah, enjoy the slate tonight. What do we got? What else besides Rodon is going on tonight? We've got uh, that Dodgers-Orioles series. Definitely that wraps up. Oh, it's already fucking delayed. That's good um verlander okay see if he can get back on track luis castillo all right eddie rodriguez i saw some scouts a lot of scouts will be watching eddie rodriguez's start against the royals today because you'll definitely get a lot out of that seeing him carve up that vaunted royals lineup um All right, a lot of day games. Enjoy the day games today, folks. If if you're fortunate enough to be able to take those in, and we will see you tomorrow. Oh, we go.